Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles, yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible, then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas, quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Hey, what's up? This is Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. And today we got Dwayne Addison from the Bar Podcast on today. Woo! Welcome, Dwayne. Welcome, Dwayne. What's up? What's up, fellas? Thank you for the welcome. So excited to be here and nervous at the same time. So. <laughs> Ditto, and, and it's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been okay. more nervous than I am right now. Nice. My palms are sweating. No, <laughs> I told Dwayne not to be nervous. It's my job to be nervous. Uh, but hey, hey, Dwayne, go ahead and uh, give us an intro on yourself and what you do. Good deal, man. So I, I want to be clear to the audience. I'm not nervous because we're recording a podcast. I'm actually <laughs> nervous because these guys put me to work, asked me, asked me to be prepared for a discussion. Um, but I am <laughs> Dwayne Atkinson. Telling all the way from Greer, South Carolina, um, originally from North Carolina, um, and I am a podcaster. Uh, I I have a lovely family, uh, wife, kids, four kids, and um, I I have a podcast called The Bar Podcast, which stands for Biblical and Reform, not Black and Reform, even though I am black, (laughs) but it's not. I I had no idea. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and so we're a podcast, actually about three years old, man, by the grace of God. And uh, we do interview style with um, multiple guests uh, from well-known pastors, professors, speakers, authors to, you know, we do a local pastor spotlight. And anything that I think is interesting or think my, my listeners would think is interesting, I, I try to have those people on the show to expose them. And so that podcast, through a network of friends that I have, uh, I guess kind of had spin outs, and those are uh, Just Thinking Podcasts with Incredible Walker. A lot of people love their podcasts. I tell people they're, I'm, I'm like the, the, the appetizer, they're the main course of the week <laughs> because those guys put in a lot of hard, hard work, um, and, and they have great content. As well as uh, bars, biblical reform spitters, a brother of mine that's on my team, uh, interview music uh, people and things like that. And we also added um, pastor discussion, two brothers that pretty much are pastors that have discussion, kind of self-explanatory. And um, we also added uh, Truth and Fire podcast uh, with uh, Miss Constance. Uh, a lot of people seen her on the um the uh, what is it? Uh, the documentary that everybody loving right now, American Gospel. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's is, really good. Yeah, 
yeah, she's the, the, I think probably the only black girl that's talking. Um, her podcast is Truth and Fire, which is on our network, as well as a new addition, um, Mario Esco Live. My brother Mario Esco um, does a podcast as well, man. And we just, guys, it's been good. And we're just grateful to be on the show, grateful to speak to these listeners. Hopefully we can, um, you know, let you guys make you guys interested enough to come check us out as well. That'd be awesome. Yeah, you've had you've had some some heavy hitters on your bar podcast. Yeah. You had, uh, yeah. Recently, what I've listened to, um, you had Josh Byers on there. Mm-hmm. Great, great dude. Um, yeah, Josh is a really good guy. Solid. I actually met him at G three. Um, connected with him through Tim Chalice, which is a really good friend. You know, I hate the name drop, but I will if I, if I need to. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, if you got a name drop, you don't just, mind. Do it, right? hey, just do it. This is my boy. <laughs> right, right. Hey, well, that's cool. That's cool. So, so today we're going to be jumping into Nehemiah five um, to continue our our study on Nehemiah. Um, Dwayne's going to be joining us. We put him to the test. Uh, <laughs> we got some questions lined up, but. We're going to dive in, and uh, hope you guys enjoy. So, Lee, start us off. All right. Well, we've got this broken up into a few questions, so rather than run through the entire chapter uh, at the front end, we're just going to answer these questions and read the text as it applies to each one, and just the listeners can go and uh, take a read through the chapter uh, at their leisure. So the first question is, what is the overall point of Nehemiah 5? Stuff got bad. <laughs> it got bad. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> that is oh, a man. super overall point of overall points. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree on that. I was, uh, you know, because I'm jumping in, I had to kind of get some context, um, but definitely saw uh, a flip or the table start to turn in a a weird way, but we'll talk about the, the mm-hmm. transition, but mm-hmm. definitely uh, looks like a, a, a bad start right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It, some, some people say that it, the events in this chapter um, happened after the wall was completed. Um, mm. It was <laughs> argued that the calling of a large assembly would have endangered the city, leaving it almost defenseless. And at that time, Nehemiah would not have been appointed governor till after the wall was completed. Um, however, in verse 16, suggests that the wall work was continuing. So Because he said he joined in that, the work. It, right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe, I mean, I could see it as being entirely possible that the work was going so well that everybody had noticed the progress and the, the power of the leadership uh, in directing that project and he be able to rise to the office of governor in the midst of the project going on. Um, he did have those connections back, back, uh, at the center of the empire. So it would, it would make sense for him to, to take on that role for sure. Right. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of what Nehemiah, he faced in the challenges were the spiritual leaders, um, outside of Judah, um, that were focused on on him and all what they were doing inside the walls. Um, basically, they were coming up with a plan to demolish this idea. Um, Bunch of haters. But right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just wrote just one 
I tried to summarize as well as I could. Mainly, instead of taking advantage of each other, the people of God need to band together and care for each other. Uh, that, that's I think I don't know if that's quite an overall point, but I think that's one of the big take-home points from this chapter. Yeah, basically what I what I had written down was um, that that times were so bad that uh, their children are being sl- sold into slavery. You know, houses and vineyards are being mortgaged, and uh, the money's being borrowed at interest, like like uh, extremely high interest, not anything that anybody could afford. And uh, Nehemiah realizes that the that the people of God are doing all this to each other and not foreigners. They're you know they're basically eating their own, and yeah, uh, right. It, it it threatened to complete the work of the wall that they've been working so hard to do. He could have loaned people the money to pay their taxes, having them use their land as collateral. And then when they could not pay back what they had borrowed, he could have applied the world standard and taken their land. But he didn't do any of this. Um, he, he didn't use his role and authority to overpower his people, which... And why? Because of what comes at the end of verse 15, where it says, I did not do so because of the fear of God. Another phrase that he used earlier in the chapter 2, that was the big difference, is that he actually loved and feared God and was trying to live in an upright way according to God's statutes, uh, rather than the godless rulers that were in the rest of the the Persian Empire. Um, He kind of stood out in that way, and you can see that. Uh, any other points on this before we go to question two? Uh, I just want to add real quick. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of the idea of, uh, you know, um, kind of oppressing your, your own people. You know, uh, again, the B stands for biblical, but I am black. So <laughs> I kind of relate to um, that, that theory where, you know, sometimes it's your own people that's putting the most uh, harm or, you know, mm-hmm. causing you the most pressure. Right. And you see that here in the text, you know, because when I first started reading, I was like, wow, you know, somebody's it's a bad time. You know, they mm-hmm. got a mortgage and they sell in. But then to find out that it's actually within the Jewish community, mm-hmm. you know, within those right. people that they're having to, you know, borrow from and people are holding them to that standard. So I think that's that's a notable mm-hmm. point. Um, that is is within and not an external uh, uh, force doing it. It's your own friends and neighbors taking advantage of you and and holding you holding exactly. you back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Excellent. So, Sean, what question two? Um, I I only have like parts of the questions written down, but is there any <laughs> relevant historical info uh, pertaining to this chapter that might help us understand? I only had a couple things on this. All right, go for it. Um, There's apparently, at that time, a bad harvest, because it says in verse 1, I'm sorry, not verse 1, verse 2, for there were those who said, we, our sons and our daughters are many, therefore let us get grain that we may eat and live. So the presumption would be that they tried to to grow grain, and it apparently did not, uh, it did not come up the way it should have. So they were forced to go and collect grain from somewhere else, um, not unlike uh, like in the situation with Joseph's family when he was in Egypt. There was a famine in the land, uh, as Joseph knew from his dreams, and uh, people had to come from all around to, to buy grain from Egypt. 
under his leadership. That I think kind of a similar thing was happening where people were having to cross, whether it was, I guess you might call it a famine, maybe a localized famine of some kind. But, um, And then also we had <clears throat> the predatory lending practices that were also embittering the community and then also some, some pretty terrible taxation issues too. So there were kind of a lot of pressures on the community at this time. Uh, both done by their own people and also done by the the leaders uh, outside of Jerusalem uh, within the within the Persian Empire too. So, just right. just a bad bad time. I had a note here. I gotta find it. You did really? Are you sure? I actually did. So shockingly, <laughs> you know, I usually just. Uh, I don't have anything written wait. down for this this question. Actually, I don't either. <laughs> See, Dwayne don't either. So. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> It's all right. I was like, uh, that's already. I figured Lee would take care of it. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm a nerd. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. I, I've been waiting great to hear job. those words all my life. <laughs> all right. Question let's three. All, let's go ahead and move on to question three. All right. Yeah. What is usury and why would that practice dishonor God? Ooh, I got my hand up. Do it. Um, it's all you. Yeah. I looked this up just for you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's so like, I'm usury <laughs> is like an illegal action or practice of lending money. And pretty much I think that's what they use on me when I bought my last check. <laughs> so I, I wanted to apply that. Lemon um, law. Because <laughs> it, it's a it's a unrealistically high interest, you know, mm -hmm. in the loan. But not, you know, I'm a jokester, so let me bring it in. So <laughs> I guess where it applies here with the <laughs> With the scriptures and why it's unbiblical because i guess the, the thing that 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 uh that caught my attention is if you google it uh the word usury it says an illegal yes uh action or practice you right. know and part of part two of the question is why would you know god why would this practice dishonor god well it's an illegal action it's 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 you know uh i guess to the point which is is really funny when you think about it but it's to the point where this interest is so bad where it's uh, it's this dishonoring guy. It's not a business move. It's like a super oppressive method in order to, uh, you know, gain money. Mm -hmm. And so right. I, mm -hmm. I, I thought that was, was pretty interesting because I'll be honest, when I was reading uh, the, the verses and, you know, listening to it and I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. So I was glad <laughs> that you asked You're that like, question. I know I'm going to look that one up. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, so I was glad when I saw that question come, I was like, Oh yeah, let me look that up. So I, you know, at least know the context of it, but no, that, uh, you know, that I think that that actually goes even further in the show is what, the, what was going on in that time frame, you know, to the right. point where, you know, they were abusing, the loans that they were lending they were i mean they wanted uh, unrealistic interest you know yeah. i can't imagine what that is i mean like i said my my truck uh payment is pretty high and, and the interest was ridiculous so i'm just wondering if anybody any usury going on i'm gonna let them know they're disobeying god's law can i get a decrease right in interest? right now now get that paperwork now Deuteronomy, out uh and me 20 um God told Moses, he said, you may charge a foreigner interest, but you may not charge your brother interest, that the Lord your God may bless you in all that you undertake in the land that you are entering to take in possession of it. Um, if you make a vow to the Lord, you shall not delay fulfilling it, for the Lord your God will surely acquire it of you, and you will be guilty of sin. So that's back in Deuteronomy, and it's, it's talking about you could, they could have, charge the foreigners but 
their own brothers, their own people. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not supposed to charge interest. And some of these interest loans were known to exceed more than 50% at mm-hmm. times in ancient nations. Um, such urseries took advantage of people's desperation and virtually impossible to repay. Um, it consumed their entire family assets and reducing debtors and permanent slavery in this, um, which became impossible to get out of. Um, you so think it's, many people were trapped in the system. It's, it's just kind of funny that, uh, you know, if you're asking for a loan, you obviously don't have much money to begin with. And then uh, mm-hmm. they, they, they require you to pay this ridiculous amount of interest back that they know that you don't have to begin with. Right. <laughs> just doesn't, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's almost, it, it almost reminds me of payday loans. You're, yeah. You've seen payday yeah. loans? Yeah. Their, their interest is like 674%. Mm-hmm. Percent. Yep. So, and it goes up daily. So every percent, I mean, you're getting ripped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't pay that back immediately, you know, if you're like, and they have to do that to keep other loans going out. You three hundred dollars, you know, and it's like, I don't know what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, and you know, and there's there's actually a lot of other places in Scripture where God speaks directly about the the issue of charging high interest on a loan. Uh, Psalm fifteen five, of course, Psalm fifteen is all about asking asking and answering the question, uh, who may hey, I put that down. who may oh did you. <laughs> Who may yeah. abide in God's tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? Well, in verse 5 it says, He who does not put out his money at interest, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. Um, you know, it's it's interesting that, that the psalm puts, puts a person who lends his money at interest in the same category with that parallelism as a person who takes a bribe against an innocent party. You know, it's your both things take away something from someone who never harmed anyone. It's a, right. a an abusive practice. Either one of those is an abusive practice, and it right. it dishonors God because it dishonors one's neighbor. You're breaking a commandment doing that. Yeah, like in Nehemiah five verse eight, um, where it says, "We have bought back." Um, Nehemiah denounced um, with just sev- the severity of the evil conduct of selling one's brother. By means of ursery, um, he contrasted it with uh, his own action of redeeming with his own money some of the Jewish exiles um, who, through their debt, had lost their freedom in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nehemiah is going to the extent of telling his brothers, "This is an e- this is evil conduct that you are doing. Mm-hmm. You need to abandon this, um, right? Cause because this- you are defiling your Lord." And the action wasn't being done by an impersonal force like a bank or a credit agency or something like that. These are people's own neighbors loaning them money and expecting an exorbitant return for it. Right, right. That's crazy. It's abusive. That's like if I go and mow the yard for my neighbor and Mm -hmm. then be like, hey, you owe me a new John Deere tomorrow. (laughs) And it better be tomorrow. And And it better be mint green. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our currency is in John Deere up here in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, nothing runs like oh, a deer. Nice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. Anything else on question three before we start to really drill down into some other issues? Um, no, I, th- I think we really hit that. We really got. I that just, one w- down. I just kind of wanted to add, Lee, when you said it's uh, back a few minutes ago. You said it's breaking a commandment. I mm-hmm. basically uh, 
wanted to hit home that, you know, when you're unfairly and unethically charging this much interest to enrich yourself, you're, you're not loving your neighbor as yourself. You're breaking mm-hmm. that commandment. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to hit that home. So absolutely. Right. And doesn't this like point you to the new Testament with the tax collectors? Yep. They would they would add their own extra taxation, mm-hmm. yes, uh, <laughs> to to gain money and and profit over it. So right. whatever the Romans would set for a tax, they would tax over that amount, and they'd gain profit and earn money, and it would just deplete their surrounding people's wages. No, that that's a good point. <clears throat> I was going to save this point to the end for like final comments, but I, I think I'll slip it in here now. It also reminds me of where Jesus said about um, if you were, if you're give you're, you're to give and not expect a return, you know, rather than becoming your own uh, loan agency, you know, especially with our own brothers and sisters, we need to give to each other as each, each one has need without expecting a return. Because even sinners can do that; they can charge, or they can offer a loan, and then offer, and then expect to be repaid. But only, you know, covenant brothers and sisters can give to each other as each has need, and not be knocking on their door the next day looking for their money back. Right. Yeah, totally agree with that. So, um, well, Dwayne, you want to hit on something right here? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Just one, one more time, one more time. Okay, um, I also kind of relate that to, um, you know, just charity, man, and, and giving giving kindness and, and giving love, you know, mm-hmm. without expecting it re- in return, you know. Um, I, I think there's a, there's a verse in Matthew, I don't have it pulled up, but it talks about, you know, uh, loving, lending, you know, without expecting a return, kind of what the brother just said. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of apply that as well when it comes to being kind and, and being generous to others, you know, without expecting, you know, something in return, just doing it, you know, for God's glory and, and to help someone. Absolutely. Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Sean. What is oh. question number four? Oh, my blood pressure's already going up. <laughs> he uh. saw that three-letter word. <laughs> does this does this mean taxation is theft? <laughs> Sean, I think there's an answer you want to give, isn't there? Uh, well, personal <laughs> per- personally, I think all taxation is theft. But, <laughs> but um, what what I have is not necessarily is taxation always theft although that hurts really bad to say that um (laughs) only when it enriches the the taxer at the expense of placing the taxpayer in poverty does it does it become theft um taxes to an extent are necessary to run a government to run a nation you have to fund you know military uh infrastructure all the all these different things and uh, but they should, but it should never oppress the people. You should never take so much that, um, you know, people can't, you know, live comfortably in their in their country mm-hmm. and uh, where where they constantly have to rely on the government. Right, right. See, we're the leaders here in America. Right. We don't we don't do that. Hopefully, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't. There is a great example of just that kind of terrible taxation in verse in chapter five here, verse uh, actually I believe it's also fifteen, 
uh, where Nehemiah yeah. writes, the former governors who were before me laid burdens on the people and took from them bread and wine besides 40 shekels of silver. Even their servants domineered the people. So not only did they ask for a monetary tax like you would normally expect any government to do, but they even taxed people's own kitchens, which is ridiculous. Right. Yeah, that's... And I think that's, that's exactly going, kind of pointing to what you're... That's going a little far. Yeah, that's a, I think that goes right to your point, Sean, about you're, you're taxing people to the point that you are limiting their own livelihood um, in order to, to collect. And that you're right, that is ridiculous. Anyone else? Was my was my answer that good? I I want to hear try to I, I want to hear somebody argue that uh, taxation is is a totally great thing no matter what. Uh, but I don't. <laughs> you need you need a, a cricket sound effect. <laughs> yeah. I keep saying we need a soundboard. Right after you said that. <laughs> I was looking for scripture to like support taxation, and I was like. The only one I could yeah. think of is where Jesus says, "Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's." Give, yeah, yeah, give to yeah. Caesar what is Caesar's. In the coin, since the, the coin had God. Caesar's face on it, you can give that right. to Caesar, but don't give Caesar what's not his: your soul, your family, your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and that and was fishing. all I had. <laughs> you got to go fishing too, man. Because you know, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I so. wish we could go fishing and pull coins out of fish mouth. Yeah, man, I'm all about it. Let's do it. <laughs> hey, you know, pray, pray, you know, pray a word of faith, and it'll happen for you. Uh, see, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, name it and claim it. Here I we go. Stay away from that, y'all. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Way to go, Steve. Uh, <laughs> my past, my I've, past haunts me. <laughs> I, I'm doing my Osteen smile right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Your shiny teeth are blinding me through the microphone. Absolutely, my shiny mm. teeth and me. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fairly odd parents. Jeez. <laughs> Man, that takes me back. My goodness, yep. Oh my gosh. All right. Anyway. Okay. Well. Uh, so, number five. What does this chapter tell us about Nehemiah as a leader? And is there anything there to apply for our leaders today? Mm. He was not a taker. He was more of a giver. Mm -hmm. Um, He was very in tune with his, with his people um, and their needs. Um, So I didn't see that he was overbearing or wanting to take advantage of his people, but he wanted to give to his people. Um, so he was a little just, oversensitive sissy baby. No, no, I don't, I don't think kidding. that makes a leader weak. Um, in a in a sense, I don't think that makes a leader weak. I think that it shows that he's willing to sacrifice his own goods mm-hmm. in order to support his people, in order to move forward. Um, because without people, there is no government. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and he was what a good I think representative. That, right. I thought he was a great representative for for a governor and for a leader. And now if there's anything that we in the glory of God to too today, you know, um, I'd say we need to start building walls. No, I'm just kidding. I like what I'm hearing uh, here, okay? <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Literally, I was but, getting ready to say it, and you said it. Oh, wow. 
Well, we're talking about building the wall around Jerusalem here. I don't know what you guys are referring oh, to. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, you know, gotcha. You know, we're talking about restoring Jerusalem, people. You know. Oh, I'm just kidding. But I thought it fit well. I thought it was hilarious. Those walls are looking pretty <laughs> good today, I gotta say. Spot on. <laughs> Everybody Spot grab on. a brick. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, so, um, bad. <laughs> I, w- I was going to say, uh, as far as the, the, the leadership skills, uh, one thing that I, I saw and admired from Nehemiah was, you know, he stepped up and he spoke up. You know what I mean? So he right. didn't just see this going on, but he actually addressed it. Um, and, you know, I, I've been in management for about 10 years. And one thing about being a manager is being able to, you know, represent the people. Uh, see a wrong happening to someone and being bold enough to step up, man. And so that would be the the leadership skill uh, that could apply today is being bold to speak up for people that can't represent themselves or be bold enough to speak up for people that are being oppressed in whatever reason or whatever, you know, uh, I guess, avenue. Um, So I I thought that was really good. Uh, That was a big takeaway for me, just his boldness. Because he could have just sat back and let it go as is. You know, he talked about how the other governors, how they did or whatever. But no, he he was like, yo, I'm just I'm not going to do it like that. And for y'all that's doing it like that, you need to you need to repent. So I definitely uh, I definitely like that part about it. Absolutely. Right. Right. That, that, That definitely. Definitely. I I I thought a good one good solid picture of how he was as a leader was when he was talking about his table, <clears throat> how he would have at his table uh, 150 Jews and officials besides those who came to us from the nations that were around us, and so he opened up his table, ostensibly his the table uh, as the governor, not just his in his own home, but even. Even in his role as governor, he welcomed not only his own people, but people from outside the area, presumably people who may not even like what he and the Jews were doing at the time in, in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and still inviting them to his table and helping them uh, get their needs met and not incur more taxes on themselves by asking for the uh, king's rations. Uh, and I, I thought that was a really great picture, not only of a good leader, but even maybe even a shadow of Christ who, you know, has invited people uh, from all nations to his table. And, you know, I think we have the enough of a privilege as Christians that we can approach the Lord's table. Um, I know we're recording here around Easter time, and I know most of us are probably taking part in communion at some point this weekend. And I, I have a hard time separating what's going on here from communion, where just as Nehemiah met the needs of his people around his table, Christ, in an even greater and broader and more impactful way, has provided all of our needs as uh, children of God uh, for redemption and forgiveness of sins and our sanctification and soon our glorification. And, right and he did it with the table as well. And we're and we're soon to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Nice way to go, way to go. Way <laughs> wow, to all look bad here. Wow, yeah, like uh, wow. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, this is guys of Bible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap, guys. <laughs> right on, right. Jeez. Yeah, I thought that was nice. pretty good. We to wrap awesome. it up. So, Lee, Sean. I think you guys had some questions you guys wanted to ask. The way. Yeah, I, it's something we've something we've Bring been wanting on. to 
something we've been wanting to do with our guests is uh, we we've, we've developed a list of of signature guys with Bibles questions, and there are three. Very, very, very <laughs> yeah, we stole them from the bar. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> these are got that these idea. are entirely no, original to guys with Bibles, and we thought maybe for the first time we'd uh, we'd ask them to you. How's that? Let's do it. Perfect. All right. What music are you listening <laughs> to right now? <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> Oh, man. So right now, um, I am kind of a mix between uh, 90s hip hop and uh, movie scores. I've been attracted to action movie scores uh, when I'm working. Um, oh, all right. Yeah. Born Supremacy. Great one. You know, all you know, the um, I got a lot of great records, too, when I posted it on Facebook. But um, yeah, so. 90s hip hop movie scores are kind of my go to right now when it comes to music. Excellent. Right on. Uh, what books are you reading? Or, or uh, um, are they on your nightstand? Or are they in your work bag? <laughs> They're on the bookshelf still. <laughs> so, right, right, right. So on, on my nightstand, I have two books I have uh, Watchfulness. I don't remember the author, um, it was recommended by Todd Frio. Um, but it's pretty much, you know, talking about you and wa- yeah, <laughs> watching over your soul. And then I also on my nightstand, I have the and I, I'm going to get on. I have the raggedy copy of the uh, uh, price. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's Co- Costi Hand's new book that's quote unquote not not out yet. No, it's the, the oh. um <laughs> And that um, I'm reading through that one again. Uh, I was actually privileged to uh, write a review for that book, so it might show up in the back of the book, man. That'll be dope. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, we'll be looking for that. So those are the two that I'm 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 working on right now. Great. And then lastly, what podcasts or sermons or both are you listening to at this moment? These in these days. (laughs) I love these original questions. (laughs) (laughs) We worked really hard on these. Really hard. Let's see. Okay. All right. So, podcast. When well, the last couple of days, uh, guys with Bibles, yes! so yeah! and understand the flow. Uh, no, I, I do really enjoy you guys. Um, uh, definitely, definitely a good, fun podcast to listen to. I like that. Um, you guys, um, the, the, I call it the big three, man. Um, True for life. Grace to you. Renewing your mind. Oh yeah. And. Um, Recently, man, I've been doing a lot of uh, podcasts and listening to um, a lot of recruiters and sales because, you know, mm-hmm. with my job, just recruiting podcasts and sales, trying to educate myself. As far as sermons, um, I don't get to do it a lot, but I really like one of my uh, local pastor spotlight guys, um, George uh, Lawson. He's in Baltimore. Um, and awesome. I catch him on um, Sermon Audio, but he's definitely uh, – uh, he's a – uh, what do you call it? Um, master seminary grad and right. um, mm. real solid guy. So I, I definitely enjoy what's his name again? His uh, George Lawson. Okay, like Steve Lawson, but oh, is Lawson. He, are they brothers? Well, yeah, he's, he's the black uh, brother. Of Steve Lawson. <laughs> that's that, that, that's <laughs> even better than brother Steve Lawson. <laughs> awesome! I'll but check yeah, him that's, out. That's that's my list. Great. Great. Well, I'm 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 glad 
these I think these are going to be really good questions for our guests and uh, yeah, thank you. I agree. <laughs> okay, and I just want to I just want to I just want to clarify that those are the bar signature questions. We're just joking around here. Wait, what? So. <laughs> so if anybody hasn't listened to the bar podcast, he always asks his guests those three questions and we thought we'd just mess with them. So Good deal. So, so here, here's my here's my question to you guys. What do you think about my signature questions? What how, what is how does that go? Over I look forward guys? to them every episode. I do. I do. Yeah, the, I, I love them. <laughs> Which is weird. I'm like, I wonder what music they're listening to. Right. Right. I mean, and that's that's kind of what I tried to build too. I, I wanted I wanted that question <laughs> to be a staple, so people, mm-hmm. you know, when they see them, like. I know what I know what music you listen to. Yeah, I know yeah. what book you read. You know what I mean. So right, right. most I'm most everybody that comes on your show, including you, are way smarter than me. So this is like the one thing <laughs> I can ever have in common with anybody who's ever on your show. <laughs> please, please, not me, brother. I get smart guests because I, you know, no, thank you. I, no, not me. That's why I get guests, man. Because if I talk for thirty minutes to forty-five minutes, the, the podcast wouldn't go. Well, so <laughs> We're starting. To I'd listen that to it. <laughs> <laughs> Between the three yourself. of us on Guys with Bibles, that comes out to about half of a brain, half of a normal human brain. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I think we're our only three followers. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So, and Dwayne. Let- <laughs> yeah, I, I, we've confirmed there's one listener. Right, 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 right. We're glad you're here, Dwayne. <laughs> so listen, 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 listen. Let let me let me encourage you guys because what I've noticed from from my listening research, um, your approach to uh, your Bible study is is real life. You know, mm-hmm. because a lot of people when they listen to you know like the Reform Forum and you know all that, it, it gets way up there somewhere. But your your podcast is kind of like it's a lot like the bar. Uh, we, you reaching those people that might not understand, you know, Voss and all that stuff. You have you bring yeah. it to a very practical level, man. So I encourage you, man, to, to, to stick to it. Be be real like you are, man, because it's definitely uh, definitely needed. Well, thank you. Right on. Hey, thank thanks, you. Man. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. So, awesome. so with this wrapping up, Sean, where can they find us? Well, you always get me. You always, <laughs> you always get me off guard. Uh, I've noticed that, too. <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, you can uh, go to the website, guyswithbibles.com. Uh, there you can check out our blogs. blogs. Um, they get posted every Tuesday and Thursday at 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, Lee's are all right, but mine are better. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, that's no, I'm just true. kidding. They're, they're great. Um <laughs> encourage you to read them and you can also get to the podcast from the website or you could uh search for us on itunes or google play and subs- hit the subscribe button that always helps subscribe. And, uh, <laughs> and you can always go to where it all began facebook and uh search yeah. for us there and join the group uh we're also on twitter we're at, not as good at videos as Dwayne is. No, that's true. Dwayne no. is like on point with selfie videos. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he does the duck lip poses. And that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, not quite. Not quite. All the cool kids are doing it. Uh, not quite. Shoot. 
So, so you can find the bar at thebarpodcast.com. You can also <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook, the Bar Podcast. Just search that. Also, Instagram, Twitter, the Bar underscore Podcast, and make sure you pick up some bar gear at thebargear.com. Hats, hoodies, sweatshirts, tank tops, socks, anything you want, we got it. You come get Under it. Drawers. Love it. We got it all. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> drawers are coming. And those links will be in the bar. show notes too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, uh, we're guys with Bibles, and we're out.